Number 21, brought to you by Anchor. It's the easiest way to create a podcast. Just download the Anchor app, give it a shot. Episode number 21, and I am Maddie, and here is my co-host, the reason Carol Baskin went bisexual, <laughs> Smitty. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know she what? I, you know what? Her if, <laughs> She's murdering men, so yeah. I'm, I'm all for uh, her, you know, making it an equal opportunity. Equal right. Opportunity. You were very difficult yeah. to murder. Yeah. So she said, you yeah. know what? I don't want her don't to murder me. Side. So, yeah, she no. can go over to the other side. I don't want her to murder she's anyone else, sides. honestly. I'd like right. her she's, to disappear. Yeah. So she that was it came out this uh, this week that she has uh, actually become bisexual. Not sure why, but uh, she was on Dancing with the Stars. So maybe that, you know, she she branched out a little bit. You think? Oh, you think know. so? I don't know. That, yeah, she's she's branching out now. She's now she's running with the ladies. <laughs> so just more competition for all of us. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, just she's, uh, she's yeah. she, competition. I think she's just trying to keep her name in the news, doing whatever it takes to yeah, keep I her think name so. in the news. I think so. I think there's not, there's only a couple. Uh, I don't even I don't even know what's next after bisexual. I mean, she's murdered someone. <laughs> And she got away with that, and now she's bisexual. So she's so. murdered somebody. She has a home zoo. She and does now. She's zoo. Been, been on Dancing with the Stars, and she's bisexual. So right. maybe she'll do the uh, safari style zoo, interactive zoo that we we had. I would maybe like her to go to that. our zoo because it's uh, yeah. uh, you know it's kind of a, just uh, a free for all. So it the is hundred, the what was it the naked and afraid hunger games zoo sports and shit zoo <laughs> <laughs> naked and afraid hunger games naked and afraid and hunger zoo. games zoo uh, yes yeah, you know what and we'll we'll right. just give her free admission we'll just let her in we'll charge everybody <laughs> right. else we'll let her in for nothing and right. have her yeah. mauled by a grizzly bear right or she could be one of the uh one of the amusements one of the added <laughs> one of the features Actually, she could be. She could be in front with that parrot who's swearing everybody. The parrot and Carol Baskin. Yeah. Maybe we could just have the, the parrot berate Carol Baskin with swears oh, that, oh, the whole wow. time. That oh, would be something. I'm up in the price of admission. That's good yeah. stuff. We're doing yeah. that. We're, That's we're an attraction. We That's we want to lead attractions at the naked yeah, and This afraid. is becoming like a... What, whatever fucker yes. <laughs> gave this. This is a sports and shit conglomerate yeah, right, right now. We're just coming up with great, great things. So I, so there's a few things on the menu today and on the agenda. Ryan Spagnoli will join us later on. He's with Pat's Pulpit of SB Nation. He actually dropped the story that the Patriots had another COVID test positive. So that was uh, him, actually, who, who dropped it. And that cause a whole multitude of different things to happen including the rescheduling of the denver broncos game so we'll have him on later talk yeah he did a great great job with that props to him for for, uh for breaking the news oh yeah and that was really nice to see and a lot of people gave him credit for that and and it was nice to see uh spags get that credit oh yeah (laughs) absolutely right so um so some items in the news i don't know if you saw this but uh the Pepsi Center in Colorado, the Colorado Avalanche hockey team mm-hmm. plays. 
it's actually going to be renamed Ball Arena. Ball Arena. So it's Ball Arena. That's so, that's that's so, not smart. No, no, Ball Arena. So someone actually, I saw this on Twitter. Someone actually said, "Welcome to the- <laughs> exactly." <laughs> I mean, you're so just is, you're just calling yeah. for the place to be named like the testes. So you know what I mean? You, like you are. What are we you doing? With it, we're, we're at the testy. Yeah. yeah, the testy. Yeah. The the ball. Sack yeah, we're at the nuts. We're at the ball sack. Are you are you yeah. are you sitting in the left sack or the right? You know, are you sitting in the left nut or the right nut? <laughs> oh, I hope they I hope they they name the sections left nut, left right nut, sack. right nut. Tate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That's oh, a, that's the the Rocky yeah. Mountain uh, oysters. You got your balls up there. So you can get the Rocky yeah, Mountain oysters. The balls. There. Yeah, in the in the fried uh, sure. testicles. Yeah. There. Right. Elegant, elegant, in the in the uh, in the concourse <laughs> over by Left Sack. Another item in the news: Smokey and the Bandit. See, Smokey and the Bandit movie. Actually, here's a tidbit: When I was a youngster, we would go to North Conway every summer because my grandfather, great grandfather, mm-hmm. lived there. So, actually, one of the very first experiences I remember watching a movie was at the drive-in. There was an old drive-in in North Conway, New Hampshire, and Smokey and the Bandit was the movie. Wow that night that we were watching. So I was like six or yeah. seven, of course, watching Smokey and the Bandit. Probably not a good place for a six-year-old watching Smokey and the Bandit. Not appropriate, really. But, uh, you know, a funny movie. Burt Reynolds, Jackie mm-hmm. Gleason was excellent yeah. in that. So they're actually coming out with a reboot. You love the I reboots. Do. This is a Smitty yeah. reboot. Might have to do it as a weekly feature. <laughs> the Smitty reboot this week is Smokey and the Bandit TV show. Okay, so honestly, this is something that I, I think I could get behind a little bit. I mean... The whole premise of the first film was Burt Reynolds, you know, Smokey, was uh, the bandit, sorry, was bootlegging course products to uh, east of the Mississippi because they didn't they weren't allowed to sell beer there. So they're going to have to come up with a kind of an entirely different premise because you can drink beer everywhere now. Maybe it's the miracle marriage. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Maybe it's the maybe it's the maybe it's some. uh, Yeah, maybe maybe it's some. uh, some weed floating yeah, around some, or, some or whatever. Or maybe it's a little darker and it's meth or heroin or something. Who knows? But, yeah. <laughs> but it's, a dark, uh, it's a dark movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I could get behind that. Now, so yeah. let me ask you a question. Who should be okay. uh, the bandit character? Who should play the Burt Reynolds character? The Burt Reynolds character, which is a, is a smirky little, snarky little, yep. uh, smooth mm-hmm. little character. So I would say I'm, I'll go Matthew McConaughey. I think that's a, that's a oh, safe yeah. uh, pick. I, I think he's, he'd be a, you know, all right, yeah, all right. Looks all right, good in a cowboy you know, hat. He'd be right I mean, there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that works. Absolutely. Yeah. Chicks dig him. I, I, yeah. And so cool. I, I like that. So I could get behind that. I yeah. would go, I would go maybe yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, keeping the surname. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. 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 He's yeah, got that Ryan kind Reynolds of smirky. I mean, he's Canadian, so that's a little different. Yeah, but, he, yeah. but the smirky yeah. thing yeah. he has and the, and the smart alley, you know, sense of humor. Thing. He does have a little bit of, you know, good yeah. arrogance about him. Or you could sure. go, or you could go yeah, Norm McDonald. You could go the SNL. Yeah, you, you could go <laughs> Norm McDonald. Who plays? Who plays Sally Field? Oh. Sally Field was the love interest, you know, and she was cute. I'll tell you what, Sally Field. Give her credit. I mean, she's 105 now, or whatever. But but she was pretty oh, she cute was back in the she day. She was very cute. She she was, and she's an under the radar. Absolutely. Underrated. Cute back in the day, yeah. without a doubt. I don't know who. Um, well, if you're going brunette, you know, 
I don't know would you go like she's younger but like somebody like Mila Kunis or somebody like that yeah you know what that's that's a good call I think that's a good call because she's yeah. attractive yeah I mean, she's brunette and I think that the, I think you know Ryan Reynolds Mila Kunis is a good yeah. pair I think it's a good pair you go, smoking the bandit I just don't know who I was just gonna say but, oh you could go Blake Lively that's his his wife in real life I mean oh, she's, right. she's right. blonde you but go Blake, you know, yeah. she's yeah but she's yeah, yeah she's, she's very attractive that. I think she could do. She is, and I wonder who, you know, Jackie Gleason. Sort of, you know, he in a lot of ways he he also oh yeah movie absolutely I mean, an excellent character. So you'd have to find a Jackie Gleason. I mean, that's, yeah, that's he is a one of. I mean, that would be that would be but, like uh, if Chris Wiley was still alive. That it would be like right. Yeah, you give him that. Yeah, because he he'd play that like the bus driver and what about like Billy what Madison about like John that, Goodman, you know, Veronica Vaughn? Is he too old now? But John Goodman, he's been in the yeah. hundred thousand. Too things. old now? Why, why not? Yeah, he's probably a well, but Jackie Gleason was an older cop. I mean, the old, you know, angry yeah. cop thing, sheriff. So I think that John Goodman might be that that type of guy. Yeah, I think that you know maybe you could do like a Kevin James. Yeah. I guess do him. you could shake it up a little bit and go like like Sam L. Jackson or or like or like Ving Rhames or somebody like that. Yeah, you can go yeah. a different direction with it. Yeah. Samuel Jackson, Jerry Curls, oh, yeah. Jerry Curls on him because I oh, like to make fiction. So that's coming down the pipe. So that'll Absolutely. be interesting to see. There was a uh, another hot mic. Always the hot mic. Yeah, the hot mic is Joe Buck and Troy Aikman was uh, on Fox. Military flyover mm-hmm. happens. You know how they yep. do that before the games, and they're caught on. Actually, they're caught on a hot mic during break. There was talk that it was actually a sort of yeah, inside I heard that job today. that I they were that. set up. Yeah, that. Actually, they were sort of. It was like I don't know, berating the whole experience and saying the taxpayers' money right, put to use, right. and, and sort of down on the whole on the whole military flyover thing and thought it was overrated and so forth. So that's not what you want to no, talk about. No, you know that's certainly not something you just don't mess with the military. You no. don't mess with you know women and kids. And no, military. so I could I could <laughs> tell you from that. experience being at the Patriots games when they have the flyovers, it is fucking right. awesome. It is awesome. It is. It is. It's it's it loud is. and it is. it is just tremendous. Is. I mean, I'm sure it's a gigantic really waste is. of money, like they said. But man, <laughs> it's man, terrible is it, waste of resources. Man, is it fucking cool? Right. <laughs> it is though. I mean, it is. It's not my <laughs> right. money. So what well, the hell? I mean, it probably you know is your money. So yeah. Well, it is some of my money, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, what probably percentage not all of my money. It is because I don't put that much money or all my money. But yeah, somebody's paid for it. But uh, yeah, so they were caught on the uh, on the hot mic, and that comes shortly after uh, Marty Brenneman for the Cincinnati Reds yeah. on the hot mic, uh, saying some derogatory yeah. things. So yeah, I, I I would just say the whole hot mic thing is, see, we just we just open the mics and we say <laughs> we say things, we, say and we, we yeah. just censor ourselves right. to a point. But that's uh, the hot mic thing. I can't believe people are still are still getting caught with a hot mic. That's just uh, sort of ridiculous. So someone else was caught with a mic, so to speak. And that, and that, and that was CNN correspondent Jeffrey Tubin, who had his Tubin. Uh, well, he was in he the was Zoom zooming meeting, his Tubin, and he had his Tubin out. He yeah. was tubing it out in the in the Zoom meeting and took out his uh, his Zoom, tubed and, it, uh, and, and zoomed it, it and. Uh, he says he, th- he didn't think the video was on. While you're standing naked in front of a Zoom, uh, in front of your you know computer with a Zoom meeting going on, yeah, I'm not, not sure why you're trying sure. to yank anything 
in the middle of a conference call. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think right, right. right. Because I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I've been on a lot of Zoom calls right. since the pandemic hit. There's nothing <laughs> less sexual than a Zoom meeting. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, God, why on God. earth? I mean, if you had Cialis and you had that four-hour erection that they right. say you got to call a doctor for, I would immediately put a Zoom meeting on, <laughs> and it would go down in a second. Like, seriously, it's the worst I thing don't know why he's doing that in the middle of a meeting. It just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make it any doesn't sense. It doesn't make much sense at all. Because if you ever seen people on the, on, the, on the video, like, none of them are attractive. Like, no one looks attractive on a Zoom meeting call. I mean, it's just the worst. So he uh, he did that and got in some yeah he's, some yeah he got he got uh, suspended or whatever. Well, he's getting defended from People Zoom defending him, which I'm not sure I'm not sure how that is. Like, oh, he's in the privacy of his own home. I don't I don't know what the defense was. But yeah. you're yeah. not in yeah, the yeah, privacy of your own home. You're in the middle of the goddamn meeting. A video on. <laughs> it's a, like it was some political <laughs> thing too, with the like you're people were playing like different characters. Like somebody was President Trump. You're are you jerking off to like somebody pretending yeah. to be President Trump? See, that's a whole that's a yeah, fetish no. I just can't get nope. behind. I'm sorry. No thanks. I, I just again, I just think that Zoom is the last place that. Uh, <laughs> excites me <laughs> so <laughs> in any way shape or form you know there's a new a new uh sort of stat out there that kobe bryant of course kobe bryant died uh, yes. tragically with his daughter but their names their names are actually caught on some huge popularity yes they have baby names so kobe uh has actually been one of the more popular male names in in gianna his daughter's name is one of the more popular. Yeah, Kobe's you know. Kobe's name is up like 175%. And Gianna is up yep. over 200%, which is, you know, crazy, crazy yep. increases. But uh, yep. sadly, on the other end, the name Karen <laughs> is down. No, <laughs> shock, yeah, it's a shock. I'm shocked that nobody wants to yeah. name their daughter Karen anymore. No, uh, no. Yeah. Because of all, all those people yeah. in Target. That, all those Karens. All those Karens. Just, Causing yeah. trouble, <laughs> screaming at the top of their lungs. Yeah, so Karen is decreasing, but Kobe and yeah. a lot of Kobe yeah. and Gianna's yeah. uh, running around uh, in the coming years. Yeah, Boston Red Sox looking for a manager. You know, I really wish that the Boston Red Sox would just say like Alex Cora is going to be the manager because this whole charade is sort of ridiculous. They've interviewed two candidates mm-hmm. in the last couple of days. It was Will Venable and Kelly, somebody and- Don Kelly. I think yeah, Don Kelly, Don Kelly from uh, right. Pittsburgh and yeah, Pittsburgh. And I think that yeah. was from Chicago. And I think, um, you know, let's be honest. I mean, Alex Cora is going to be the manager. All the players say they want him. And I think the only person maybe not getting behind is Hein Bloom. They think that maybe he's just trying to make his mark or do his due diligence. But I would assume that Alex Cora, Ron Rennick, he's out. And I was, yeah, I mean, I would, agree, the I would agree with you. I think, like you right. said, everybody feels that it's going to be Cora. And yeah, I think you're right. I think Bloom is the the one that maybe is holding it up a little bit, but I think in the end he'll he'll you know kind of cave to the pressure of the players and ownership wanting to bring Cora back. Like you said, I think in the end, yeah, it, it will be Cora. But you know, we'll see. I guess. Yeah, and we'll see if anybody watches the Red Sox because uh, their their viewership was down. You talk about Karen decline. The Red Sox viewership decline was sharp. The Red drastic. Sox actually are Karen so right now. They are. They're Karen. They are absolutely 100% Karen. And uh, I, I hope that people will, will start to watch them again. They'll have to 
they'll have to make some improvements and, and who knows when the season's going to start and who can yeah. go to the games. So we'll see what happens. But I think Alex Gore is going to be the manager for sure. All right, we'll take a break and we will come back with Ryan Spagnoli. We'll talk Patriots. It's coming up right after this. We're joined by Ryan Spagnoli of the Pat's Pulpit from SB Nation. So a couple of weeks ago, just a couple of weeks ago, the Patriots, there was a good vibe around them. Maybe they do a little bit better than maybe some people thought. And then COVID strikes and really threw a wrench into it. I actually saw that they that they only practiced consecutive days twice in two weeks. So it's been really difficult showed against Denver. How has this week been? Has it been a little bit more back to normal? Yeah, I mean, them? obviously we've you know been keeping a close eye on how this week would react in terms of COVID, obviously because they had the positive tests come out Friday and there's a whole incubation period. But, um, you know, I was definitely a little nervous headed into the week that we might see some more kind of trickle in. Uh, but it's good to know everybody's healthy mm. now. Um, definitely all normal. They practiced all week. So I think you'll see a much different Patriots team uh, this Sunday versus uh, the Niners. Piggybacking off that, so do you think the offensive struggles are really more related to the lack of practice time and, and injuries in the COVID list than, you know, just the offense just struggling in general? Yeah, I think so. And I think going into the year, um, and obviously the first two weeks, I think, um, you know, they caught a lot of teams off guard, right? You know, they had a new quarterback. Everybody had seen the same system for 20 years with no preseason. You know, you didn't really know what to expect. But um, now with teams kind of figuring out and how to slow down Cam Newton a little bit, um, I think that had a lot to do with it. Obviously, too, I, I, I didn't think the offense would be, you know, substantially better this year. They really didn't add much to it, only you know, Damian Harris came back and you'd expect, you know, some more jump from Nikhil Harry, but I don't think they'll ever be a dominant offense, but I do think the struggles uh, last week particular did have something to do with practice. You know, they were missing David Andrews, Shaq Mason, Jermaine Illuminor, their starting right tackle goes down early in the game. So, um, and then obviously Cam Newton didn't do much for two and a half weeks. He's your quarterback. So I, like I said, I don't think Mm. the offense will ever be, you know, the, you know, the anchor of the team. But I do think it'll be a lot better uh, as guys start to get a little healthier, particularly on the offensive line. You know, there's been some whispers recently with the trade deadline coming up that Stefan Gilmore could possibly be shopped. And, he, of course, he, he received a little bit more money this year. He's a big cap number. That's really a position of depth uh, secondary for the Patriots. Do you think that by the deadline he could be? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it would be like, it, you know, people – kind of tend to that I think because Bill's not afraid to trade big time players and move on with guys that are you know due to get paid and you know have a have a big cap it I don't think so he's the best corner in the game obviously if there was a chance to sell for him it'd be right now as it's the highest value and could probably get a lot back for him but mm-hmm. no I don't think so I think he does a lot to that defense and the reason the defense is so good and so good for so long has been because of Stefan Gilmore you know Bel- he, he changed the way Belichick played defense the last three years and you know, I can remember times earlier in my life when, you know, the secondary was a big issue to this team. Um, and Stephon Gilmore coming over and then obviously had Revis in 14. You know, you can see what Belichick does when he has a true lockdown corner. I think he's just too big of a uh, part of this team to be able to move on from. So going into this season with the uncertainty surrounding it and, and COVID and all that, do you think Belichick viewed this as kind of a rebuilding year? And then Cam Newton's just sitting out there and all of a sudden, you know, they can bring him in for a short money contract and kind of push that plan back? Or do you think, you know, he always goes into a season, you know, looking to win and compete? I mean, he's always looking to win and compete. I think the whole, you know, tank for Trevor thing, Belichick's tanking was 
was so far fetched, right? <laughs> right? I think they were, and I said it all off season. Mm. I think they were right. rebuilding, but at the same time, they're always trying to stay competitive, right? They're not re- necessarily rebuilding; they're reloading. You know, you see a lot of young guys, particularly mm. right. on the defense, um, having to step into some big roles, right? Obviously, Dante Hightower, you know, opted out. Pat Chung um, opted out, and then you had a basically a brand new. Uh, linebacking court. Jerwan Bentley is the leader in there. This is his only his third year in the league, second full year playing. Right. He got hurt his rookie year. Yeah. So um, I don't think, you know, he, he goes in, you know, we've known his mindset for, you watch any documentary on him, he, he's trying to win. He's trying to outsmart his opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to win as much as possible. But at the same time, I think he knows, you know, his team, probably the least talented team he's had in a long time. So he's trying to get the absolute most out of them and whatever happens, happens. Jimmy Garoppolo yep. comes in this week, and it's uh, you know it and it uh, you know we we know that Bill loved liked him mm-hmm. and, or loved him and and was probably not uh, so keen to to move on from him. We know that whole backstory and, and speculation about that. But is it possible that you know with much indecision about whether or not to bring Cam Newton back, you could franchise him? Uh, do you extend him? I don't think they will, at least right now. So could Jimmy Garoppolo be back with the Patriots in some form? Yeah, it's funny. When he was when he had that game versus Miami and he got benched, I, I had tweeted out, like, is, is Jimmy trying to play himself back to Belichick, yeah. right? Because <laughs> he's due $28 right. million at the end of this year. Right. You know, right. they have a lot of guys they're going to need to pay soon. Nick Bosa, uh, Debo Samuel, they drafted Brandon Ayuk in the first round. They obviously just paid Raheem Mostert and mm. – and, uh, you know, traded DeForest Buckner for, for Javon Kinlaw, who was their first-round pick. So, you know, I, I I think it's an interesting question. We talked about it on my show, and, and it's kind of been a speculation, right, because this is the first full year without Brady. You know, they had their next guy. He moves on, takes him to a Super Bowl. Has definitely had some ups and downs. And then now their next guy is Cam Newton, and it's obviously the first time he comes back to town. So this question is going to be brought up. I think, too, like – you know, like I said, he's due a lot of money. They got to pay a lot of guys. If they get a top pick in the draft, be able to move up and draft one of those quarterbacks, I think they would because he can do a lot of things with Shanahan. You know how great he is of an offensive-minded coach. Jimmy is a free agent. I don't know if they'll kick – maybe they'll kick the tires. I think he'd be a lot cheaper than, than what Cam Newton's going to cost. Um, I think this time around in free agency, people are going to respect him and, and know he's still got some game left regardless if he, you know, signs here or they tag him or whatever. But – uh, long story short, I think it's an opportunity. You know, there's an opportunity there. They'll maybe kick the tires on it, depending on what they think of Cam Newton. Do you think Nikhil Harry is a bust? And <laughs> why can't the Patriots <laughs> draft wide receivers? I mean, we're going uh, on however many years now, going all the way back to you know Bethel Johnson yeah. and those guys. I mean, it's 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 been a shit show, really. It's frustrating. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It is, and especially the way the NFL is trending right now, right? Like you see the Chiefs, how they run their offense. The, the Niners, it's all speed and motion, and they just do some creative things to get downfield. Where the Patriots are still traditional, and I think part of that is because of their wide receiver core. But on Nikhil Harry, you know, I, I I don't think they use him to the best of their ability. They're kind of playing him as an X and a boundary guy, and you know, he's never really. He never really separated well. He's he's a guy who can make plays with the ball in his hand. I, I like to say he's a glorified tight end because of his size. Mm-hmm. And when you get the ball in his hands in space, he can do some things because he's tough to bring down. Uh, but I, I'd like to see them utilize him a little bit more. Is he a bust? You know, he's definitely trending that way because he's obviously stepped into the league and hasn't had the success that the guys that were drafted in the same class as him after him are having like DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, the list goes on. Right. Um, but I think, like I said, I think they haven't utilized him. And remember he, he missed the first nine games last year. And I think, you know, when he had to step in mid season, 
as a first-round pick with those expectations and play football with Tom Brady, who demands excellence and plays football at a calculus level, it's hard for a rookie to step in and get on his level. So, um, like I said, I, I, I the book is still open on Nikhil Harry, but he's definitely got to start stringing some more consistency to his game. You know, I saw a projection today about the salary cap for next year, and I don't know how true it is, but it could be down from 198 to 175. Yeah, COVID's kind of screwing that up. And it was supposed to go up a lot. I think a lot of teams plan that way. (laughs) So I I don't know what that means for a guy like Joe Tooney, a guy like Dante Hightower, who's out right now and still carries a big cap number next year. I mean, there could be some high-priced veteran guys who the team either has to restructure or make some decisions on. Yeah, for sure. I like Thune's a big piece to that offensive line. Um, there's a reason he's tagged. Not many people play under the tag with Belichick, but they've got a ton of depth on the offensive line. A guy like him, I'd love to see him stick around. I think he's so valuable. I don't even know. he he's You can count on one hand how many snaps he's missed in his career. Such a big right. piece. And then obviously Hightower and those veterans. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting if they want to come back and play. Pat Chung signed an extension before he opted out, I think, through the 23 season. Now it's through the 24. Who knows if he makes it that long. Uh, but like I said, they drafted at those positions for a reason. I think they knew they were getting, you know, aged there and, and could use some more youth. Uh, but like I said, for the offensive line, they got a ton of depth. Michael Amwenyu, Justin Heron, and then obviously drafting Kyle Duggar, Josh Huchet, and Anthony Jennings. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I don't know. They'll definitely need some restructuring going on. I know Hightower's taking pay cuts before. So the last question mm-hmm. for me, and it's, it's just kind of a fun one. Does Cam have a nickname for you, like uh, Acai Bowl or you know, <laughs> something like yeah, that? Yeah, uh, it's actually I – ordered, I ordered a T-shirt the other day. It's off a website, you know, one of those Boston ones. And it's – I'm a big Stidham guy, so it's a Stiddy on the back. They got a, a whole collection of shirts of all the players and their nicknames on the back. They're pretty cool. Yeah. You, you guys should check them out. Um, but no, he oh, doesn't. Cool. No, he doesn't. I just go that's by really Spags. Cool. Everyone knows me as Spags, so I'm sure. But he, he'd probably come up with a cool nickname if he ever met yeah. me, and I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to take it on. Absolutely. So. You have an impression of a player, you know, when he's, he's not from, yeah. you know, from here and he doesn't play for your team, that maybe he's a little bit, you know, selfish and, yeah. and all these yeah. things that you think of. But he seems to be a different guy Oh, he's guy awesome. And I, I, you know, listen, I, I was, you know, if you yeah. guys followed me mm-hmm. then, I was leader of the Stidham hype train, I thought. You know, they were going to be able to do some things with right. him. And, and I still do think he's got a bright future in the league, whether it's here or elsewhere. And, you know, I didn't think Cam had a lot left in the tank. I, I tweeted out when he won the job. I was dead wrong on him. Um, and he's the way he's handled himself to the media and, and kind of taking on that leadership role that this locker misses with Brady, that kind of that alpha male in there. He's doing a fantastic job. Obviously, he's had some ups and downs to his game. I'm sure knowing him and uh, the amount of you know, negativity he got from the media and I'm sure in the locker room or in the film room this week, he'll bounce back and have a much, much better game. He's just that type of player. Well, Ryan, we really appreciate you hanging out with us and uh, we'll, we'll continue to look for your stuff and we really congratulate oh, thank you, you guys. that story about the COVID. Appreciate I thought it. that was great. Thank I really you, man. thought that was great. And, but yeah, thanks a lot. And we'll, we'll catch yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. Road. Thanks for having me. Anytime you guys want me to come on, just, just hit me up and uh, we'll do this again for sure. Appreciate it. Many thanks to Ryan Spagnoli again. You can catch him actually on his podcast, Patriot Nation Podcast, on Apple Podcasts. And he also he writes and covers the Patriots on Pat's Pulpit of SB Nation. It's great to have Spags on. And again, congrats on dropping that news on the, on the new COVID case a couple of weeks ago. And Ryan does a great job covering the New England Patriots. It is time now for Give Me That Shit. A mutual one. We do. And an announcement to me. a big announcement. Gives me a tube in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Careful. 
but yeah, new segment coming up, and we're going to be uh, sort of starting this very shortly mm-hmm. on future episodes. And we have a segment we're going to call Five Questions <laughs> with Two Assholes. And in this scenario, Smitty and I are the assholes. We are the assholes. Absolutely, 100%. No doubt. And we are going to be asking five random, random questions. Completely random, random questions. people. To random, Ple- random people we find on the street. So we're going to be hitting the pavement, maybe talking to yep. some listeners, just asking, having a little bit of fun, asking some, uh, some weird questions, yeah. some random questions. And we'll put it right, yep. on the, uh, right on the old program here. Yeah, right on the old airwaves. So we will do that coming up in a future, future episode. So that's a, a give me that shit to including mm-hmm. some of our listenership who would like to uh, participate in also getting some, you know, just some random people aware of what we do and, and answer some of our some foolish questions and, you know, see how that goes. So that we're going to be doing that. Um, and that's our, that's our, give me that shit uh, for today is, is I'm behind it. I love it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun yeah. to interact with some of the listeners and then some, some random people yeah. when we're, uh, when we're out and about. Give some people a chance to, to come on who, who listen loyal, you know, loyally to the program sure. if they'd like mm-hmm. to be a part of the program. We're approaching 2,000 we total listeners. We are. We're getting there. It's pretty good to have that kind of support. And every week we, we see uh, an uptick. So we're really appreciative. And it's been a lot of fun. We're going to continue to do it. So keep an eye out for that on future episodes. Next week, we're actually going to have Brian Robb on the program talking Boston Celtics and uh, we're going to talk about Celtics off season, what they're going to do mm-hmm. wrap up this past season. Brian actually is on 98, five sports hub. And he's also, he writes for the Boston sports journal. So we're going to talk to B Rob next forward week. to that. So 22. Absolutely. So for now, this will wrap up uh, episode number 21. Thanks a lot for listening. And we will see everybody again. Thanks next a lot. Week. Have a great week, everybody.